Hi everybody, we're in a series about hope and we're looking at hope through the unlikely hero of hope, Noah. Unlikely because Noah's story is about rapid change and deep loss. Noah and his family are in quarantine on that ark as the world they know is swept away. They think they're going to be on the ark for 40 days and 40 nights, but it turns out to be nearly a year. And when they eventually leave that ark, they enter a world that is completely different and entirely new. What a difference a year can make. How much change and loss can people endure in a single year? Maybe you're feeling it right now. Today I want to talk about what it means to have hope in the new. I think Isaiah 43:19 could be a word for us in 2020. God says, see, I am doing a new thing. This is a phrase repeated in the Bible. God is doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? God is the God of the new thing, but what do you do if you don't want something new? I just want to get back to normal. I just want things to go back to the way they were. I want to go back to church, back to work, back to football, back to school, back to a world I understood. I want my job back. I want my, my spouse back. I want my confidence back. I want my life back. But what if God is doing a new thing? What if God has something new for you? This is normal and this is new, normal and new. Uh, do you want the new thing or do you want to go back to normal? Now, some of you do want the new. There are people who long for new. These are the optimists and the weirdos. But most of us long for the familiar. We long for the normal. And in order to embrace the new, we have to leave the normal. We have to let go. Uh, I think of uh, the, the fantastic trapeze artist when they let go of that bar and there's that moment they are suspended in the air and they grab on to the new bar. But trapeze artists don't start there. When they're training, they do the one-arm thing. They reach out with, with, with one arm and grab that new bar and they can stay there for a little while, one hand on the old familiar and one hand on the new until they release that old bar and grab hold of the new. Now, why would they start there? You know why they start there. I am not letting go of this bar until I've got the new in my hands. And even when I do, I'm not sure I want to let go of what I know. And then, of course, the great trapeze artist let go entirely and grab the new. In order to grab the new, you have to let go of the old. You have to let go before you can embrace the new. To embrace the new, you have to let go. I think I've milked that as long as I can. We've been looking at the story of Noah and how he and his family navigated change and loss. How they had hope in the midst of the unknown. How they had hope in the waiting. And today, how they had hope in the new. And today we're going to look at three things required in order to embrace the new thing that God has. Three things required to embrace the new that God is doing. 
And the first thing is this, we have to acknowledge the need for the new. We have to acknowledge the need for the new. Uh, Noah's a normal guy leading a normal life, and then God asks him to do something new. And the new thing that God says he's going to do does not sound great. In fact, it sounds pretty awful. May I remind you what God said in Genesis chapter 6. God said to Noah, I am going to put an end to all people, for the earth is filled with violence because of them. I am surely going to destroy both them and the earth. That does not sound great. Uh, it's easy to move to the new when the new sounds fantastic and exciting. It's easy to hope in the new when the new is clearly better than the now. But what do you do when the new does not sound great? And the key is looking at where we put our hope in. What do we hope in? Do you hope in changing circumstances or do you hope in the unchanging God? Do you hope in the changing circumstances or do you hope in the unchanging God? Look what the Bible says here in Hebrews 6.19. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. Our anchor is not the new. Our anchor is not the normal. Our anchor is God. Noah did not hope in the new. He didn't hope in what used to be. His hope was in God. Look what else the Bible says about hope here in Romans 15. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him. Trust in Him. And who? In the God of hope. Trust in the God of hope so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. We hope not in the new. We hope in a who. We hope not in what is known. We hope in who is known. Hope is based on God's character. Uh, Noah wasn't sure about this plan. It did not sound great. He was not excited about it. But neither did he long to go back to the old normal and familiar. He simply trusted and obeyed God. How did he do this? How did he do this? And this is key. He factored in God's perspective. Because Noah trusted in God, he factored in God's perspective. Uh, look at what it says in Genesis chapter 6 again. It says, The Lord saw how great the wickedness of the human race had become on the earth, and that every inclination of the thought of the human heart was only evil all the time. It was terrible. The Lord regretted that he had made human beings on earth, and his heart was deeply troubled. And because God's heart was deeply troubled, Noah's heart was deeply troubled. Because God grieved, Noah grieved. We have to pray that old prayer, God, break my heart for the things that break your heart. Really, we need to be asking God, God, what are you grieved about in our world right now? Where is your heart breaking? God, how do you feel about these things that are going on in our world? God told Noah that his heart was deeply troubled and that a fresh start was required. Now, we don't know if Noah liked what God said or if Noah agreed with, God, with what God said, but because God said it, Noah is in. Because God felt it, Noah felt it. He was a righteous man. 
If God thinks it's time for something new, it must be time for something new. Noah saw a need for the new thing because God saw a need for the new thing. Now you might say, hey, well, honestly, if we're being you know, completely honest, uh, Noah didn't really have a choice, right? I mean, the, the, the old familiar world of Noah had been ripped away. It was gone. He didn't have the option of going back to the old normal. He had to move to the new. And some of you know what that is like too. Your old normal has been stripped away. Noah didn't really have a choice. He sort of had to go to the new. But in fairness, uh, Noah willingly went with the plan of God. Have you ever had a moment when your normal was swept away? And it can feel kind of cruel. When we move from normal to new, there is a loss. When we move to normal to new, there, there's this grief. But we grieve with hope. We experience loss with hope. That's what the Bible's talking about here. Now, acknowledgement for the need for new is not enough in itself. Just acknowledging the need for new all by itself won't do it. Lots of research about this. This is why uh, we, we don't diet and exercise even after we acknowledge the need. Acknowledging the need is not enough. We have to move to phase two, which is longing for the new. Longing for the new. Uh, you know, we wonder, what is Noah going to do the first uh, thing he's off the ark? You know, what's the first thing you wanted to do after a uh, homestay? Uh, Noah's been in this ark for a year. What's he going to do when he gets off the boat? Is he going to take a walk? Is he going to go to a sit-down restaurant? Uh, probably not. Is he going to fire up the grill? And we see the first thing that Noah does after a year of loss and a year of change, the first thing he does is he worships God. He worships God. This is what it says. Then Noah built an altar to the Lord and taking some of all the clean animals and clean birds, he sacrificed burnt offerings on it. This is new. This is the very first mention of an altar in the Bible. This is the very first mention of a whole animal sacrifice. Now there was some sacrifice back in Genesis chapter 4, partial animal sacrifice, but this is new. Noah is meeting the new with new. Even worship is going to look different in the new place. Now we cringe when we read about animal sacrifice, and we know this was an ancient uh, ritual for ancient times. Uh, this was a temporary system. Ultimately, Jesus becomes the one ultimate sacrifice for all time. No animal sacrifice needed today. But we feel bad for those animals that just, just got off the ark, and Noah leads them to an altar, and the animals are thinking, we came all this way for this. But don't miss the point that after a year of tremendous loss and tremendous change, Noah's gut action, the first time he gets off, is to worship God. It's to make an offering. To make an offering. And look how God responds to the offering of Noah. The Lord smelled the pleasing aroma and said in his heart, Never again will I curse the ground because of humans, even though every inclination of the human heart is evil from childhood. And never again will I destroy all living creatures as I have done, as long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never cease. Uh, 
God responds to this offering of Noah with a covenant, with a commitment. Never again will I destroy the earth. And God responds this way uh, for many reasons, but chief among them is what's going on inside of Noah. Noah in his sacrifice is saying, God, I want you more than I want what's familiar and normal. The altar is the place of exchange. I lay down what I have and I take up what God has. I lay down myself and I gain him. Uh, Romans 12.2, Paul writes this, Be joyful in hope. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Uh, hope implies the future. How can you be joyful for someone who's not even around yet? Uh, this is the hope of the Bible that we can take joy in hope. We can take joy in the future because we know who God is. We have said in this series before that hope is a general positive expectation of the future based on who God is and based on who we are to God. It's this hope, it's a positive expectation of the future based on who God is and who we are to God. And now Noah doesn't just accept the new, he initiates the new. He longs for the new. And then he kind of moves to stage three, which is taking receipt of the new. Eventually you have to take receipt, you have to arrive in the new. And this is what the Bible says in that part of the Noah's story. God said to Noah, come out of the ark. You and your wife and your sons and their wives bring out every kind of living creature that is with you, the birds, the animals, and all the creatures that move along the ground so they can multiply on the earth and be fruitful and increase in number on it. Come out of the ark. You were not meant to stay on the ark forever. You weren't meant to stay there. Be fruitful, multiply, inhabit, invest, develop, produce, arrive, receive. The text says that Noah planted a vineyard, right? He, 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 he plants, he puts down roots. And some commentators say that Noah may be the inventor of wine. This is the first mention of a vineyard. And you can imagine old Noah uh, thinking, uh, the first thing after I get off this stinking boat I'm going to do is invent wine. I mean, who could, who could blame him? But the language is very interesting. It, it says here, and Noah began to be a farmer. Noah began to be a farmer. What was Noah's occupation before the flood? We don't know. The Bible does not say. I always assumed that Noah was a carpenter or a builder because he had to have some great skills to build that massive ark. I mean, what if God had asked me to build the ark? That would have been the end of all living things forever. And God would have said, in all my instructions about the ark, did I mention it has to float, right? Noah began to be a farmer. Now, there was no... Uh, uh, career counselors back in Noah's day. I can imagine Noah saying, well, I don't want to be a fisherman. I'm not getting back on a boat anytime soon. I have some experience with animals. Maybe I could be a herdsman. But Noah began to be a farmer. Maybe God is calling you 
to a new season. Maybe God is redirecting you vocationally, relationally, or spiritually. See, God doesn't just do new things around us. God does new things in us. And I don't know where you are in the process of moving to the new thing that God has for you. Uh, maybe you're in the early stage, still acknowledging the need for the new. Maybe you've moved on and you're already longing for that new thing God has for you. Uh, maybe some of you are in the place where you've already received that new thing that God has for you. Maybe you haven't even begun yet and you're still clinging on to the old normal for all your worth and you are not going to let go. And I, I get it. But may I gently remind you that our God is always doing a new thing. God is always leading us to a new place. Taking hold of the new is part of what it means to follow God. And sometimes it's exciting and it looks really great. And in those times, we have to be careful that we are not anchored to that new, exciting, flashy thing. We are anchored to God. And sometimes the new doesn't look so great. And we're not sure we want to go there. But remember, our hope is not in the new. Our hope is in the God of hope. So today I want to pray for three groups of people. I want to pray, first of all, for, for those who are nervous about the new. And then I want to pray for those of you that are eager about the new. And then I want to pray for those of you that are entering the new with a fair amount of pain and loss. We're going to pray for all those groups. But first I want to pray for another group, and this is people who want to have a relationship with God. If you're new to all this, I have good news for you. The world that you see around you right now, this is not the world that God intended when he created it. Evil and pain and heartache and strife, this is not a part of a world that's close to God. Our world is drifting away from God and we're drifting away from, from God who's the source of all life. And as a result, we are dying in so many ways. In order to be reconciled to this God, we have to be forgiven by this God. And so you could say today, God, I come to you humbly in need of you, God, wanting to have a relationship with you. God, I invite you in. Forgive me of my sins. Lead me in my life. Take up residence inside of me that I may lead your life. I lay down my life as an offering and receive your life exchange. Let's all pray together right now. God, we pray for those who will mark today as the day when they embrace the new thing and the new thing is a relationship with you. We pray for those who are at a place where they're wanting to invite your forgiveness and your leadership into their life. For those who on this day will start a whole new journey. And then God, we pray for these th three groups of people we talked about we pray first of all for those who are nervous about the new. For some we hear new and we feel nervous. There are some who want to be able to recognize what the new thing is, but are unable to perceive it. And so we pray that you, God, would strengthen and fill with hope and confidence based on who you are, based on who we are to you, even when the entire landscape is being changed. And then, God, we pray for the second group, for those who are eager for the new. 
God help these folks not, not hope in the exciting new thing, but in God. Help them to stay anchored to the God of hope. And then God, we pray for this third category for those who are entering into the new with pain and loss. And we pray for healing and hope. God, we know that you are good and that you will bring good. We know that you redeem. So remind all of us, Father, that, that we are never without hope because we are never without you. May the God of hope fill us all with joy and peace as we trust in him so that we may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen.